WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB and this is the Legacy Week edition of WIA National News. It's for week commencing September 1. ACMA Video Spectrum 101. All radio owners know that regarding Spectrum, the Australian Communication and Media Authority issues licences and has responsibility for its orderly use. The ACMA monitors Spectrum use according to the planning guidelines of the International Telecommunications Union and aims to avoid harmful interference between the myriad of users. Each January, the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan is issued by the ACMA for general information showing the uses of Spectrum and the further direction of its management. Because of the potential for interference, Spectrum is described in economic terms as being a finite, instably renewable natural resource. It has significant value and has managed to maximise its overall benefit. That includes the ACMA sale of the so-called digital dividend. Spectrum management is also achieving harmonisation between countries. Generally speaking, Australia's various industry sectors and ultimately consumers benefit from international agreements for Spectrum arrangements and standards. Now the ACMA has a plain language video to explain this complex area. It can be found by googling ACMA Spectrum 101 or using the URL in the text edition of this, the WIA National News. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, Remembrance Day Contest Manager. Thanks to all those who have sent in their logs. In fact, over 200 of you have sent logs in at this stage. Remember too, there are only 15 days left, so send in your log as soon as possible. VK5 and VK6 operators have supported their state very well indeed. However, the rest of the operators around Australia have let their state down quite severely. So if you're not a VK5 or a 6, make an effort to send in your log and support your state as we need those points. Of course, VK5 and 6 operators can continue sending in the logs. Keep an eye on the RD contest page as it has a list of logs received under the sections entered. If yours is found to be wrong, please let me know as soon as possible. Many thanks. This is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Thanks, Alan. Back in the August 18 edition of this, the National News, Robert and Brian brought you news of a cycle event east to west across VK. Jeff Emery, Victor Kilo 4, Zulu Popper Popper, has a follow-up. A week or so back, BK4KEV left the northern river city of Byron Bay along with a group of two-wheel enthusiasts on the Great Australian Ride. The intention was to cross the continent from east to west whilst raising awareness of and fundraising for SIDS and kids. Before leaving, Kevin had raised some $5,000 and had set the goal to a personal tally of $6,000. After the second night's stop and some skeds on amateur radio each night, the next day saw the ride on tracks rather than roads and sand rather than gravel. So it was that Kevin and his beamer parted company vertically, rounding a bend at about 50 kilometres an hour. This was near the scenic town of Tibaburra, and far from medical aid. Treatment locally indicated Kevin had a broken collarbone at least. This was later confirmed, but it meant that Kevin's intention of crossing the wide brown land wasn't going to be realised this time. With XYL Goodrin BK4FWIT... A plan to return home was arranged, and now, in less noisy and erratic environment, Kev still has his sights set on meeting that $6,000 target. Whilst the number of QSOs is small, amateur radio is still involved in this adventure. 
intention across the country, may not have been achieved, but the intention to support a worthy cause still remains. This homily should be an example for us to follow, both individually and collectively in our clubs. If we aspire to achieve, we will succeed, but the consequences may not always be as planned. I'm Jeff Emery and that's what I think. How about you? Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Brisbane area, it can be heard on 1843 kHz AM at 0900 local time Sunday mornings. I'm Terry, VK4Alpha, Alpha Tango. Further good promotion for Amateur Radio. Looking for a media hook to leverage some publicity for Amateur Radio has been effectively used by the revived Armadale and District Amateur Radio Club, located halfway between Sydney and Brisbane. In the Armadale Express newspaper, it honours the hard work done by Roger Chubb, Victor Kilo 2 Fox Golf Echo, in trying to get the club going again. He sadly became a silent key in May. President Rick Rogers, VK4HF, saw a few people at the funeral and they decided to get the club going and dedicated to Roger. Three months later, the WIA-affiliated Northern Tablelands of New South Wales Club has installed its VK2, RAD, VHF and UHF repeaters to keep the area in contact locally and further afield via Echolink. The repeaters provide a useful link for travellers using the New England Highway from Gaira to Urala. Rick, VK4HF and his team have some bigger plans including a possible digital television facility and classes with its two WIA assessors. Saturday the 26th of October, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club have a lecture that is very relevant to all amateurs given the recent findings from ACMA. Karen Boscos, VK2AKB and her team will be presenting a lecture entitled EMR Awareness. This will give a background to what all classes of licence in Australia should already know and what actions should already have been taken to meet the licence requirements. All amateurs are very welcome to attend this most important lecture. As with all CCARC events, visitors are always welcome. To VK3 and Standard Theory training available, enrolments being taken now by Amateur Radio Victoria for its Standard Licence Bridging Theory course held weekly Wednesday nights at centrally located Ashburton. To enrol, you must already have a foundation licence. The instructor, Kevin Luxford, VK3DAP ZL2DAP, covers the additional standard licence theory syllabus knowledge. It does require some self-study in between the classes, but those who have attended previous courses can attest to its very high pass rate. For the full details and dates, see the Amateur Radio Victoria website under the Get Your Licence section. In VK4, a reminder that Clareview Gathering is a yearly event where radio amateurs meet at a spot on the coast between Rockhampton and Mackay to relax, talk radio, re-establish acquaintances and participate in the world-renowned Saturday night mega auction. So if you're a grey nomad travelling from Perth or Hobart, Launceston, Wagga Wagga, anywhere and you're going through the Clareview area, make a note of it that it will be held in 2014, the first week end in May, and it happens from Friday evening to Sunday, Sunday morning, the 4th of May. For further details, contact the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club Secretary, Clive, VK4 Alpha Charlie Charlie.
And moving north, we hit Cairns, where their amateur radio club members have been notified the current committee will be stood down and an election for a new committee will be held September 9. That'll be held at Brothers Leagues Club Menunda at 7.30pm. In the West, Allen VK6AN has organised a campout with amateur radio communication activities. Members and visitors are welcome at the Bald Hill Campground, Avon Valley National Park, Friday the 27th of September through until at least Sunday the 29th. IARU Region 3 Directors meeting in August. The directors, including our own Jeff Atkinson, VK3TL, met in Tokyo for their annual meeting. The position of some societies which was facing difficulties was discussed and it was noted with satisfaction that Marts was now fully functional again. The region has negotiated successfully with the ITU for allocation of free space at the upcoming Telecom World in Bangkok in November. IARU will handle this with assistance of RAST and plans are underway for the design and implementation. Two directors, Gopal, VU2GMN and Jeff Atkinson, VK3TL, will be present at the next AC meeting which will be held in Cancan, Mexico. That's in this month, September as well as the Region 2 conference, and agreed that the next directors' meeting will tentatively be fixed for the 14th and 15th of June next year, and it'll be held at Brisbane. Samsung have released a TV here in Australia which lets two people watch two programs on the same screen at the same time. Samsung's Curved TV, which also is the first ever OLED TV to be sold in Australia, has been available in stores since Thursday. Samsung says the 55-inch curved OLED TV is available for a little under $11,000. Speaking of TV, let the ATV QSO party begin. ATVers around Australia are taking part in the annual World Digital ATV QSO party Friday and Saturday through dedicated USA repeaters, some direct transmissions and others via Skype. All transmissions end up on the digitised repeater VK3 RTV in the Melbourne Geelong area. External Skype stations are expected to be from VK2, VK4, RKC, the Brisbane ATV repeater, VK5 and VK7. The operation will be a bit complex. Stations should please stand by if any problems arise, rather than contacting the very busy anchors. A few moments ago, we had further on that news story by Jeff VK4ZPP from a few weeks ago. Now, whilst in that mode of rewinding, last week we ran a story on EMR, so let's revisit that again this week. This is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray, with more on the EMR issue. I'd like to clarify some of what I said on last week's broadcast. Firstly, there are two Licence Conditions and Determinations, LCDs, that regulate the operation of amateur stations in Australia. These are set out under advisory notes on the front of your licence. Take it out of its picture frame, or out of the drawer, and read it. You will find the first paragraph says, and I quote, Amateur stations have the potential to generate high levels of electromagnetic emissions. Compliance with the radio communications, licence conditions, Apparatus Licence Determination 2003 will ensure that these emissions do not exceed safe levels for general public exposure. End of quote. Known as the Apparatus Licence LCD, you can download a copy from the WIA website page on amateur radio and electromagnetic radiation issues. Enter EMR in the website search field. 
The apparatus license LCD was updated in May 2013 to incorporate amendments. The other LCD is the Radio Communications Licence Conditions Amateur Licence Determination No. 1 of 1997. This one sets out the permitted bands, power, modes and other things relevant to your grade of licence and operation of your station. I mentioned exposure to electromagnetic radiation is an issue. Let me clarify it in this way. As a precaution, regulatory authorities seek to control exposure to RF radiation that may damage the human body. Hence, the standards developed by the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency, PANSA. The apparatus licence, LCD, which applies to all apparatus licences, amateur stations, broadcast stations, maritime stations, etc., sets out the conditions that your station must comply with, so it's a bit of a catch-all regulation. There are two compliance levels described, and you are required to self-assess your level of compliance, this is explained in detail on the WIA's Amateur Radio and Electromagnetic Radiation Issues webpage. While you don't have to keep records if your station meets Compliance Level 1, you may be asked by ACMA to provide technical reasons to show that you correctly assess your station. It's in your own interest. It would be prudent to keep a record. If you find your station does not meet the Level 1 criteria, then your station is classified as Compliance Level 2, even though calculated or measured exposure levels may be low. In this case, it is your responsibility to assess stations against exposure limits set out and to also hold records showing compliance with the exposure limits. You do not need to write to ACMA about your self-assessed compliance. However, if ACMA writes to you or an ACMA officer requests it, you must provide details in writing about your compliance with the Apparatus Licence LCD. The ACMA must receive your response within 20 days of the request. This is set out in the Apparatus Licence LCD Part 4, Section 16. I trust that clears up what I've had to say in last week's broadcast. Remember, your go-to source for information and help is the WIA's Amateur Radio and Electromagnetic Issues webpage. Google it or enter EMR in the WIA website search field. This is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray for VK1 WIA News. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. I'm Jason, VK2 LAW, and ahead of international news, it's word of a silent key. The man who oversaw the world's longest-running laboratory study, Australia's University of Queensland pitch drop experiment, has died aged 78. Professor Mainstone had been cared for by two cardiologists he'd once taught. The former head of the Department of Physics monitored dripping tar from a glass funnel sitting in the lobby of the university's Parnell building for 52 years. Yes, 52 years. The pitch drop experiment was established in 1927 by Professor Thomas Parnell to demonstrate the fluidity and high viscosity of pitch, a derivative of tar once used to waterproof boats. 
only eight drops have fallen since the pitch began dripping, and no one has ever seen one fall. The experiment remains under constant surveillance with three webcams providing a live feed. Just a reminder, we love getting your news here at VK1WIA National News, but please don't just send us links to URLs, etc., or faxed copies. Please take the time to write the story out as you'd expect to hear it and send your script to us, nationalnews at wia.org.au. Faraday Transformed The first electrical transformer was shown to the world by Michael Faraday on August 26, 1831, contributing greatly to our knowledge of electromagnetism and electrochemistry. Although Michael Faraday has little formal education, he was one of the most influential scientists in history. His research on the magnetic field around a conductor carrying a direct current established the basis for the concept of the electromagnetic field in physics. Faraday found that magnetism could affect rays of light and the link between the two. He similarly discovered the principle of electromagnetic induction, diamagnetism and the laws of electrolysis. Faraday's inventions of electromagnetic rotary devices formed the foundation of electric motor technology and it was largely due to his efforts that electricity became practical for use in technology. The unit of capacitance, the farad, is named in his honour. Juliet Echo 3 Hotel, Hotel Tango Ham Radio Software is now made open source. Makato Mori, JE3HHT, has made his popular MMTTY, MMSSTV and MMVARI amateur radio software available as an open source enabling anyone to experiment with a code. These three software packages were originally developed to support RIDI, Scan TV, PSK, and MFSK, respectively. And as of August the 1st, all of these applications are released to open source development under the LGPL license. Carl Smith, N4AA, who is editor of QRZDX and the DX magazine, says that due to popular demand, many countries have been added to this year's Most Wanted DX Entity Survey. To vote for your favourite, simply fill out the form found at tinyurl.com forward slash 2013 hyphen most hyphen wanted hyphen survey. The deadline for entry is the 15th of October with the results likely to be published in January or February next year in the DX magazine. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline are on the web at www.arnewsline.org and I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. Only news of one VK contest left on this year's calendar, and it's that newbie from VK2 called the Flagpole Contest, and it happened September 21. Then two contests in 2014, WIA Harry Angel Memorial Sprint May 3 and the 1010 International Summer Contest August 2 and 3. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Nerdvice. This weekend marks the 56th Malaysia Independence Day and a team from 9M2SE are on Palau Inda, IOTA AS074, August 31-0001 Zulu to September 1-0900 Zulu. The Malaysian Special Expedition Team DX operation is using 100 watt transceivers into a tri-band Yagi, a vertical antenna on 40 metres to 10 metres, CW and SSB. 
For QS selling, visit 9M2SE on pages at qrz.com. The ARRL DXCC desk has approved the 2013 operation of D2CT in Angola for DXCC credit. If a request for DXCC credit for this operation has been rejected in a prior application, contact ARRL Awards Branch Manager Bill Moore NC1L to get placed on the list for an update to your record. TN5MS Four operators will be on the air as TN5MS from the Congo, September 28th through October 11. They will be active on the HF bands. QSL via PA3AWW, either direct or logbook of the world. TU5DF is on the air from the Ivory Coast until October. TU5DF operations are 40 through 6 metres using CW with some SSB and PSK31. QSL to his home call F5SWB. VG6 Yap Island September the 8th to the 15th on 40 through 10 metres using CW only. QSL via PG5M. EA4GBA is operational at C91GBA from Mozambique until December the 15th. Activity will be on all hedge of bands using SSB with 100 watts into a dipole. QSL direct via EA4GBA. British Railways Amateur Radio Society GX4LMR over the rest of the year will be marking the 45th anniversary of the end of steam on the British Railways Network. This will be taking place thanks to BRARS member Mark Proctor who will be transmitting from his home QTH near Preston, which was the very last bastion of steam in August 1968. Obviously a very special QSL card has been produced for this event. CA2DX, Mozambique between October 15 and 22. 160 through 10 metres using CWSSB and RITI. QSL and other information is on the web at ca2dx.com. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. This is Ian, VK7, India Romeo. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ATV. S-Band DATV for ARIS. How a DATV transmitter on S-Band is being added to the ARIS equipment on board the International Space Station has been related in an announcement recently circulated and is available in the text edition of this news service. The ARIS ham video transmitter is presently on board Columbus. The transmitter was delivered by Japanese cargo spacecraft HTV-4, which launched on the 4th of August and docked five days later. Installation will be done by Michael Hopkins, KF5LJG, who has been trained on the commissioning of the ham video equipment. The commissioning is planned for later in the year, possibly at the end of October when there are favourable passes over Italy. When the ham video transmitter becomes operational, it will be used for RS educational school contacts. Video will be for downlink only, uplink will be VHF FM audio. The Ericsson transceiver on board Columbus will be used for the reception on board. This crossband and double mode operation is called Ham TV. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Memory Jogger, 
The next Wyson New South Wales event in the Hunter is the Memory Walk and Jog at Spears Point on Lake Macquarie on the 8th of September. And the Illawarra event is on Sunday, October the 13th at Stewart Park, North Wollongong. Alzheimer's Australia New South Wales describes these as their flagship fundraising events. Wyson Net. Wyson Queensland holds a net every Saturday on 7075 kHz from 2230 UTC. The net calls in regular stations and then invites new stations to call in. If conditions are poor on 7 MHz, net control might move to around 3600 kHz, depending upon how pliable the net operators are. Mix it with other Wyson ops and call in on their net. Try also the pre-Wyson net on 20 metres where John VK4LJ on the Gold Coast conducts a call in on the Anzanet frequency of 14.183 from 2210 UTC. Both are just prior to the 2300-hour UTC VK1 and Q News programs in VK4. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Summits of the Air. Congratulations to Lucas Walt, ZS6ACT, for gaining 101 SOTA points as an activator. Lucas is the first radio amateur on South Africa to gain more than 100 SOTA points as an activator. Worldwide, Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. And with this week's news, here's Clive, VK6CW. Without amplitude modulation, radio broadcasting as we know it may never have happened. But who invented it? If you tune in to one of tomorrow's numerous Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's broadcasts, you can find out. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey. Tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, and that means that it's time for the September RAOTC Bulletin, relayed throughout the day on various frequencies and at various times. The principal HF transmissions are on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband. The first, at 0100 UTC, is beamed north from Melbourne for Eastern States listeners, while the second, at 0200 UTC, is beamed westward for WA listeners. Also at 0200 UTC, Barry, VK6 Whiskey Foxtrot, will be transmitting on 40 metres on 7060 kHz lower sideband for listeners in country Western Australia and possibly in South Australia as well, propagation permitting. Numerous other local transmissions on HF, VHF and UHF take place tomorrow. To find a time and frequency appropriate for your location, please visit the RAOTC website at raotc.org.au. Once again, raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of news, stories and anecdotes and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So, once again, the September RAOTC Bulletin can be heard tomorrow, Monday, September the 2nd. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. And finally this week, we go rewinding and look back in history. Fresnel invented the lighthouse lens. The lighthouse, with its beam of light, relies on a lens that is now routinely used by voice light beam experimenters and is finding more modern applications. 
Augustine Fresnel designed a lens of a large aperture and a short focal length in a much smaller package than was the convention. Lighthouses were able to blaze many times brighter, further and more efficiently. As the French Lighthouse Commission Secretary of the day, he illuminated the entire coastline of France. The British initially shunned it, as did the Americans, but quickly acknowledged the superiority of the Fresnel lens. A fascinating book entitled A Short Bright Flash by Teresa Levitt talks about the man, has 60 illustrations and is a must-read for History Lighthouse and Fresnel fans. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. On the social scene as we get towards the end of WIA National News for the Father's Day edition, September 8 in VK3, Shepparton and District Amateur Radio Club Hamfest at 10am. September 14 in VK4, Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Sunfest at 9am. October 3-7 to 7 in VK4, North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention, Charters Towers. October 5 in VK4, Redfest by Redcliffe and District Radio Club at St Michael's College, Caboolture at 9am. There'll be further on this event in the Q News edition, which follows immediately after this national news right throughout VK4. In VK3, October 20, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention. And November 2 in VK4, the Gold Coast Ham Radio Hamfest at Albert Waterways Hall. And November 3 in VK5, Hamfest, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society at Goodwood. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for listening and walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.